Well, my name is Tariq Burton. Um, as oh, thank you. It's a good feel. You like it? Yeah, it's a little nice. Yeah, I got this tie. It's, I got the, the socks too. You know. It's like a fashion show. You know what I'm saying? It's like a fashion show. Um, I did, actually. Yeah, thank you. Well, well, my name is Tariq, and I currently serve in the Awesome Campus Ministry. And I'm really excited here about the opportunity um, to preach. I feel like I should kind of give you guys a little bit um, of a, a background about me. Um, and so I, I, I've been a disciple, a true Christian here, for about five and a half years. And um, I got, I became a disciple, um, became a true Christian at Cal State Long Beach. Um, and I don't think there's any 49ers in here. You're a 49er? That's what I'm talking about, baby. That's what I'm talking about, baby. All right, it's, oh yeah, Kevin Tan, that's right. We were roommates for a while. I just forgot. Yeah. Um, and so I became a disciple out there and I moved down here. I'm from Pasadena and um, moved back here after I graduated and really excited today. I thought today we could kind of start off um, with a little exercise, um, a little fill in the blank exercise. So I'm going to say a series of phrases and I want you guys to answer them out loud. Okay, and I, I, have, I, have, I have faith in you guys. I feel like you guys can get all these. Um, I feel like you can fill them all in. And so I'm going to say them. And some of them are songs. Some of them are just phrases, quotes from movies, things from commercials. Right? And so I think you guys can get these. Um, and some of them I might just, just, I just, I might sing the tune, right, the melody. Um, I'm not on the worship team, though. And so I don't expect anything here. Um, but okay, so number one, you guys ready? Okay. Um, take me out to the... May the force... If at first you don't succeed, it's good. Um, the best part of waking up. That's right. That's right. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. All right. The happiest place. All right. So, so I want you to tell me the rest of the quote. Okay, the phrase. Right. This is from a, a popular a company, but 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 just try to say the phrase. Right. Ba 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 ba. I'm loving it. See, some people say McDonald's. Say this phrase. This phrase, yeah, that's McDonald's, right? Um, and so, um, the, my pop fans, my pop music fans, might get this one. Um, is it too late now to say? Sorry. Justin Bieber. We got a few more here. We got a few more here. All right. So again, music fans, you might get this. You used to call me on my Drake. Yeah, this is good. You know, I wish we could kind of do this the whole time. Oh, we can't. Uh, a few more, a few more. Like a good neighbor. Everybody knew that one. Okay. And so, how about this? Right, to live is Christ, and good, good. The word of the Lord is. Good, good, living and active, good, good, I'm glad you guys got that one. Alright, what about this one, last one? I've hidden your word in my heart. Yes, good, I heard it, good, yeah, good. I'm really glad you guys got those, right? And so I was thinking back on all these phrases, right? All these phrases that I've kind of learned just growing up, and I was thinking about it, and all this stuff I've memorized, and I was thinking about why. You know, like, why do I have all this... This stuff, these phrases memorized. You know, and I was, I was thinking about it, and, and you know, I was thinking about it, it's because we spent so much time learning them. 
You know, just learning them and, and hearing them and, and kind of just focusing on them. And so when, 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 someone's, when someone starts the phrase, we're able just to kind of just rattle it off, right? One after the other. And I thought, man, you know, how awesome would it be if we can do this with Scripture? You know, how awesome would our lives be if someone were to, to, to just start saying a Scripture and we just be able to fill it in? You know, and I'm really glad you guys got those last few Scriptures. And the last one we talked is actually... Um, in Psalm 119, so let's turn there. Psalm 119, verse 11. Right, and it's a really cool scripture, and I like this because it kind of tells us how awesome our lives would be if we're able to do this. You know, and in Psalm 119, verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, and I love this scripture because it kind of tells us the power of God's Word. Yes. Right? There's some kind of power that if we, if we internalize this, and if we memorize this, and if we hide it in our heart, we're able to, to stand up against sin. You know, it becomes our hope and our, our strength against sin. And, and, and so further thinking, I was just thinking, there's so many people. So many people live these lives where they're, they're flopping back and forth between sin. Right, they're flopping back and forth between sin and God and, and God and, and Christianity and following the Bible, and they ask themselves, why? And they're like, why do I keep going back to the same sin? I have periods of victories, but then I keep going back to it. You know, and I look at this scripture and I'm like, the solution is right there. If we're able to hide this in our heart and internalize it like those phrases we've grown accustomed to, we'd be able to stand up against Satan's schemes. You know, and, and so I, I, I kind of did some research here in preparing for this lesson. And I kind of, I, I was wondering how much time the average Christian American spends in their Bible. Right? And so I have some stats I want to share with you guys, but I want to hear what you guys think. How much time do you guys think the average Christian America, so throughout the whole United States, spends reading their Bible? In a day, yeah, per day, per day. Okay, 15 minutes, I heard 6 minutes. Three minutes, five minutes, one minute, well, five minutes, forty seconds, thirty seconds. Well, not much hope there, right? So we have all these these ideas, and they are relatively low. I don't think anybody cracked like ten minutes, double digits there. Uh, but but it is kind of startling because the average Christian American spends nine minutes in their Bible. Nine minutes, and, then, and that's actually down a minute from about ten years ago. Right, the average was ten, and so somewhere in the the, the, the the past ten years, it kind of went down a minute there. Right now, how much time do you guys think the average American, the average Christian American, spends watching television? Six hours, four hours, two twenty-four hours, three hours, five hours. 40, 48, you said? 48 hours? A day. A day. One day. Not 48. Alright? Alright? That's good. Some of you guys are really close. The average time that the, the average Christian American, so the same person who spends 9 minutes a day with God, spends 5 hours and 11 minutes watching television. Each day. That's, that's the average. You know, and so, and so these people are the people who are kind of questioning, hey, why do I keep flopping back and forth between God and sin and, and, and following the Bible and falling into sin? Right? But 
You look at those stats and there's a huge disparity there. You know, they're not even close. You know, and, and so this scripture is talking about, hey, if we're able to hide God's word in our heart, we can stand against that stuff. You know, we won't be falling back and forth in between sin if we hide the word in our heart. You know, and, and many of us in this room, we, we've actually have seen this scripture come true. We've seen it come into fruition. You know, I know for myself, before I was a true Christian, I used to struggle with purity. You know, I'm just being real. Right? I used to struggle with being pure. Right? And, and I remember studying the Bible, and the men who sat down with me and challenged me, they, they challenged me to, to just study out purity in the Bible. Study out what it is. Find scriptures. Memorize them. You know, and those same scriptures I've studied out and memorized, I, I, I still tell myself that when I, when I struggle, when I'm tempted. I mean, yes. you know, when I'm tempted, every time I feel tempted, I don't fall into that, that sin of impurity because I remember these scriptures. Right. You know, and many of us, we, it's the same for us. Yeah. You know, we have scriptures, we have our go to. Yeah. You know, we have our, our right hand scriptures. Yeah. There. Some, some people got the fun there. Oh, that's from a song. Right? But we have our scriptures that we go to when we're tempted so we don't struggle. So we don't fall into sin. You know, and this isn't just something that I do. This isn't just something that people in this room do. This is something that Jesus did. When Jesus was tempted by Satan, in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, you know, we're not, we're not going to go there, but you can write that down and read it on your own time. He quoted scriptures. Each time. You know, each time he was tempted by Satan, he quoted a scripture and he was victorious. He had the scriptures written on his heart. You know, here we have a room full of people who want to follow Jesus. Right? We have to be like Him in that matter. You know, this, this scripture is really awesome because it just tells us what our solution is. You know, the solution to, to overcoming sin is a firm foundation in the Bible. You know, next week, Ralph had mentioned that we're, we're, we're going to start studying out Nehemiah for this, this build theme. Right? This is our theme for 2016. And I'm really excited. It's going to be really awesome. Um, if you're visiting with us, we want you to be a part of that. And so come next week. We're going to start that next week. You know, they kind of gave me the freedom uh, to talk about whatever I want. Um, and that's kind of like when you're, because we're starting this, this, this series next week. And so when you tell someone who preaches, like you can talk whatever, talk about whatever you want. That's like a kid in a candy store. You know what I'm saying? You got all this stuff going on and it's kind of hard to narrow it down. But, uh, but this is our theme. And I kind of thought talking about this and having a foundation in the Bible would be a good precursor for us. You know, because, because you can't build on a weak foundation. You know, and, and so when I was putting this lesson together, I was thinking about, okay, what, 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 what will be good, what will be beneficial in building? You know, next week we're going to start building and, and, and reading Nehemiah, but we're going to talk about foundations. So I was thinking about things with foundations. You know, and I was thinking about buildings. All right, buildings, they have firm foundations. All right, what are some, some, some popular buildings that you guys know, some famous buildings? Or like, kind of like the Eiffel Tower or whatever, that you guys know? My house. Oh, you said my house. <laughs> the Great Wall of China, the Empire State Building, I heard. The Leaning Tower of Pisa. All right, that, that's a great foundation there. You know, any others? The Colosseum. The Pyramids, that's a good example. The, the White House, right? That's a big popular building. The Pentagon, right? Right. So I was thinking about these buildings. Right. I was just thinking about buildings. I used to work for an architecture company, and um, I know Larry used to be an architect. Right. So Larry knows about this, but a building is only as great as its foundation. 
You know, yesterday I was at the Science Center, the California Science Center. All right, awesome place. But I went to the earthquake simulator room. Has anybody been in there? Yeah. It's kind of cool. But it was talking about how the Science Center has this great foundation. And so with even the strongest earthquake, it's going to be able to, 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 to stay standing because it's just built on this foundation. And so when you think about great buildings, yeah, you think they look nice, right? They look nice on the outside, and, and uh, most of them, they look good on the inside. But they're only able to stand and stand firm because of their foundation. You know, so the title of today's lesson is, How Strong is Your Foundation? How Strong is Your Foundation? You know, and this is an idea that is carried out throughout Scripture, this idea of foundation. You know, let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Many of us are familiar with the Scripture. But this idea, is, it's in Scripture. Right? It's in God's Word here. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, it reads, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of His household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone. In Him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Right, so many of us are familiar with this scripture, but it's saying that the church, God's church, God's people, are built off the teachings of the apostles and the prophets. Yep. Now, what is that? The apostles and, and the prophets. Where can we find the teachings of the apostles and the prophets? Yeah, in the Bible, right? In God's word. And so it's saying, hey, God's people are built firmly on this foundation of his words. You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 7. Let's all turn to Matthew chapter 7 here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Very popular scripture here. Right? And Jesus says in verse 24, Therefore, everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain, the rain came down and streams rose and the wind blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And so you kind of get this idea that Jesus is saying, when you put my words into practice, right, you can only put Jesus' words into practice if you know his words. And so you've got to be reading his Bible to know his words. Right? But those who put my words into practice, who put the Bible into practice, your foundation is solid. And all these things can come, these storms and the streams and the rain can come and you're not going to fall down. You know, how strong is your foundation? Right? If you kind of read the Bible and you kind of read this theme and, you, and, you, and you're reading through the Bible and you read about God's Word, you get this idea that God is saying, if you choose to lay, um, lay His words as your foundations, He will build you up. Right? And again, we're talking about build. Right, next week we're going to begin talking about build. And so we can only be built if our foundation is in Jesus' word, in God's word, in the Bible. You know, and that's what it talks about here in, in Psalm chapter 1. And so let's all turn here to Psalm chapter 1. You know, and I'm kind of like, I kind of feed off of you guys um, when I preach. And so, and so feel free to say, come on, Tariq, come on, bro. You know, I hear a little bit, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. Come on, bro. Amen, bro. Good point. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. 
I feed off of that. It gets better if you guys get into it. You know what I'm saying? Right? But you get this idea of, of God telling us that we need a strong foundation in His Word in Psalm chapter 1. You know, in Psalm chapter 1, it says blessed, right? It starts off with that word blessed. Does everybody see that? Yeah. Alright, blessed. And so this is a good word. I like this word. And, and I mean, if you don't take anything else from this lesson, take this. Right? God wants us to be blessed. Yeah. Alright, God, He wants us to be blessed. Blessed means happy. Yeah. Right? So you've got to get in your, in, into your minds that this is what God wants from you. Right? He wants you to be happy. This is His number one desire for you. To be happy. You know, and he's saying here that there's nothing more on this earth, right? And you kind of get this idea that God, I mean, he created the earth, right? And he's saying nothing more on this earth, there's nothing on this earth that I created that can fulfill you than me, right? There's nothing there. This is the creator of the earth saying that, you know? So I say he's pretty credible when he says that, right? Nothing can bring you more happiness than me. And that's why the Bible keeps going back to God. It keeps going back to God because he knows that he's it. He knows that He's the, the source of your happiness. You know, and that's why I keep saying that, right? If our foundation is in God, we're going to be blessed. And so He says, hey, blessed is the one who does not walk and step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. And so let's talk about this. This all relates to this idea of foundation, right? So we're going to, we're going to talk about this in context, right? But He says, hey, Blessed is a man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Right. right? Counsel of the wicked, that just means the advice of the world. Yeah. Right? The advice of people who don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, blessed is that man who does not listen to that advice. Right. Blessed is the man who, yeah, maybe Americans, yeah, on average, watch five hours of television. Right? And they're bombarded with all this stuff, all these ideas that aren't in the Bible. Right. Blessed is the man who doesn't listen to that. Yeah. Blessed is the man who walks... Um, who walks but doesn't listen to that. Right? right? You're, you're much more blessed if you don't listen to the things who don't believe in God's sight. Right? And then it continues and it says, hey, blessed is the one who doesn't walk in step with the wicked or the counsel of the wicked, depending on which translation you're reading. And it says, or stand in the way of sinners. And so he says, hey, you're not only blessed when you, when you walk in this council and you don't listen to them, but you don't stand with them. And so you get this idea that there's this progression. And so once this, this, so this, you have this guy Right? This man, he's walking. Right? And now you have him and he's standing. And so God's saying, hey, blessed is a man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked. Right? Or doesn't stand with these people. And so you don't stand with these people who actually do those things. You're blessed if you don't stand with these people who actually do the things that they're telling you to do. You know? So you see this progression going on. And now the Bible isn't telling us to separate ourselves from these people. You know? He's not saying that. Right? God's not telling us to, hey... Now that you believe in me and you want to follow me, don't have anything to do with these people. Now, God wants us to be with these people so we can reach out to them. Right? So he's not telling us to separate from them. Right? He's telling us, hey, don't stand with them. It's like, yeah, you're around them, but don't do the things that they're doing. Right? Because that's harmful to you. And so he's saying, hey, don't separate yourself, but blessed are you if you're not, you're not walking in this council, if you're not standing there. And then he goes on and he says, um, blessed is the man who doesn't sit in the company of mockers. And so again, this idea of progression, right? The man is walking, right? All this advice is coming his way, right? Now he, then he was standing, and now he's sitting. And so he's saying, hey, you're, you're blessed when you're not listening to their advice, right? You're, you're, you're blessed when you're not listening to their advice, and you're not standing with them and doing the things they're doing, right? And you're blessed when you're not sitting there and telling them 
to, do, to telling other people to do these things that they were telling you to do. Right? That's the progression there. Right? You have this man who's walking and he's hearing all these ideas. Right? He's hearing all these ideas and if his foundation is weak, he starts listening to those ideas. And then he starts doing those things. Right? So he's standing with these people. Right? And he's, he's one of them. You know, and then, right, after having doing these things, right, he's now sitting with them and telling other people to do the same things. Right? And the Bible is saying, hey, that's what happens when your foundation is weak. You know, that's what happens when it's not biblical. Your foundation isn't Bible-based. You know, you're, 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 you're this, this guy who's easily swayed because you're bombarded with all these things, right, on TV or in the news or in the workplace. And so you start to become worldly when your foundation isn't in the Bible. You know, then it goes on in verse 2 to tell us what it looks like for someone who does have their foundation in God. You know, so in verse 2 it says, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his day or his law day and night. Right? And we'll stop there. You know, so it says, it's talking about, hey, this man is blessed, right? But then it starts talking about, hey, you're, you're blessed because your delight is in the law of the Lord. Right? And so does this describe you? Do you take your delight in God's Word? Like when people read it and you hear it, or when you're reading it, does it make you happy? Right? Is this something that you crave? Right? Is this something that you want? The person whose foundation is firmly in God's commands wants this. They want the Scripture. They want to spend more time with God and His Word. They struggle when they have to do something after their quiet times, their times with God. They struggle when they have to go to work. They're like, man, I want to spend more time with God, but I have to go do something. And that's a good problem. Right? So it's saying, hey, their delight is in the law of the Lord here. Does that describe you? you know, does that describe you? You know, are you that person who delights in the law of the Lord so much and God's word so much that you meditate on it day and night? Because right? that's what this is saying here. It's saying the person who finds delight in God's word is, is just in it all the time. As much as they can get. You know, think about that question. Does this describe you? Because this is the foundation part. Right. Right? This is the foundation part. Right? This is what God wants for us. Mm-hmm. We set our foundation in Bibles, or we set our foundation here in God's Word so that He can build us up. Amen. Right? So He can build us up. You know, again, we're bombarded by so many things. And that's why this passage starts the way it does. Right? It starts, hey, if you don't have your foundation solid, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get easily influenced. You're going to get easily influenced and your, your building, quote-unquote, is going to start swaying. You know, it's going to collapse if you don't have your foundation in God's Word. Amen. Right? And then in verse 3, when we get to verse 3, it talks about how your, when your foundation is strong, something incredible happens. Right? It's talking about like, something really incredible happens to the person who has their foundation in God's Word. Amen. Right? Let's read it. It says in verse 3, that person who has their foundation in God's Word, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Okay, so he's giving us this image of a tree. And so let's all try to get this image in our head, right? This image of a tree. And so you have this tree, picture a tree planted by a stream. Alright, picture this tree planted by a stream. Do you all have that picture in your head? So a tree by this stream, and so picture it, it's, it's by this water, and because this tree is by the water, it just keeps sucking up and sucking up nutrients, yeah. right? It's constantly being nourished, and so its roots grow deeper, right? So its foundation grows stronger because it's always by this water, and it's getting nurtured, 
You know, it starts to bear fruit. You know, this tree becomes fruitful because it's always being nurtured. You know, its leaves grow green and they don't wither. You know, there's this constant flow of nourishment because that tree is by that stream. And that stream is the source of nourishment for that tree. And so it's saying, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what the person looks like who meditates on God's Word day and night. This is what the person looks like who has their foundation in God's Word. They look like this tree. It's not some some lame tree. It's a strong tree. It's it's planted by this stream and it just keeps sucking up all these nutrients. And it's constantly being nourished. And it's fruitful. And it's going to keep being fruitful because it's by the source. You know, your roots are just growing deeper and deeper because your foundation is in God's Word. And because it's in the source, it's just getting stronger and stronger. And because your, your foundation is getting stronger and stronger, God's able to build you up higher and higher. And He's able to do more and more incredible things with you in your life because you're connected to the source. Because you meditate on the Word day and night because it's hidden in your heart. And this is kind of a totally different picture than the person described in verse 4. You know, in verse 4 it says, Not so the wicked. They are like chaff. The wind blows away. Right? So he's saying, hey, the wicked, they're, they're not like this picture of this, this fruitful tree. Yeah. You know, they're, they're like chaff. Does anybody here know what chaff is? Sure. What is, what is tra- chaff? Someone said sure. No. <laughs> Wait, what is chaff? It's the hole on the outside of um, grain. And what they would do to separate that would mm. be to sort of shake it really hard mm-hmm. and then throw it up in the air and the wind would blow away the chaff and the grain would fall back into the, the thing they were working on. Exactly. Right, exactly. That's probably better than... There we go. Let's wrap it up. That's actually a better explanation than I had written. <laughs> right, but... But chaff, right? Chaff is this thing when you're pressing wheat, when you're pressing grain. Right? And, and this thing, when you press grain, which is, again, this is something that we all do, right? We press grain, right, every morning. Right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just as wordy. Right, but when you're, when you're pressing it, or when you're trying to get the, the wheat kernels out, it separates from the wheat, the kernels. And so you have this thing called chaff, and um, it's kind of like, um, like a peanut. You know, has everybody had like a peanut in this form, like in its shell? Right? I mean, I wanted to pass it out for everybody, but it, it might get messy, so it's not worth the, the, the mess there. But when you crack open a peanut, you'll see that you have this peanut, and uh, it's kind of covered in something, right? It's in this like skin type thing. It's not the peanut. Um, I mean, growing up, my mom always told me you could eat that part. Um, but it doesn't taste as good as the peanut. It's like this weird taste in your mouth. Right? And so you, you, you get this kind of, um, I don't even know what to call it, chaff, right? Um, you get this, this kind of stuff that kind of just falls off. And you, you have the peanut and you can eat it. It tastes good and it's, it's all fun there. Right? And so this is what the scripture is describing. Right, that's the comparison to this to the scripture. In the scripture, that's the comparison. You know, you have this tree planted by the stream, right? Because it's by the stream, it has this firm foundation, and it's it's sucking up all these nourishments, and it's constantly getting nourished, and it's constantly getting stronger and more fruitful, and the leaves stay green and it doesn't wither. Right? And it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And then on the other side, you have this chaff. 
Right? You have this shaft that, that kind of just, the, the, even the slightest wind. Yeah. Right? When she, was, when she was explaining it, even the, ty- the, the slightest wind, when you threw up the, the, the kernels, would just blow the chaff away. Slightest wind. You know, so you have this chaff and you have this, this tree. You have this strong tree and you have this chaff. You know, so when you look at this picture in the Bible, when you read this scripture and you, you, you see the descriptions here, and you see tree and, and, and you see the chaff, which one are you? You know, are you this tree? Are you, are you the guy or the, are you the man or the woman who when temptation comes your way, because you meditate on God's Word as much as you can daily, right? You meditate on God's Word all the time. Your roots are strong. When temptation comes your way, you're solid. You know, you say, you know, you know what? I'm not going to go there. You know, I have the Word hidden on my heart, and so I'm not going to fall into sin because I've meditated on it. Day and night, like what the Scripture says. You know, are you that person? You know, are all sorts of things thrown at you? Are you bombarded by all this thing, all these things that the world has to offer and the world has to say? But you're just this solid tree who, because you're connected to the Bible, you don't collapse. You know, because your foundation is strong, you, you, you don't sway from side to side. You know, are you this chaff that just gets just blown away? You know, every time temptation comes your way, right? You forget God and you go straight towards the sin. You just, you just get blown away. You know, are you, are you the chaff or are you the tree? You know, are you the chaff? Because you haven't dwelled on, it, on the Bible long enough, your foundation isn't strong. You know, because you haven't dwelled on it long enough, the slightest wind. Make sure I get in the mic. Um, could just blow away. You know, which one are you? Think about that and kind of imagine here with me. Dream with me for a second. Right? Imagine if each and every one of us are like that tree. Imagine if, and before I say that, I just want to say, hey, if you're thinking about that, right, you're thinking about, hey man, which one am I? You know, I feel like I'm the tree. Man, I'm glad you're the tree. Stay the tree. Please, stay the tree. The church needs you to stay the tree. God needs you to stay the tree. So stay connected to Him. If you feel like you're, you're kind of on the chaff side, that's okay. Right? That's okay because because God wants you to be that tree. You know, God wants you to be connected to His Word. Right? And so, so don't get down. I know it's easy to get down on yourself, right? Really easy to get down on yourself. But, but see here, see the good in this. You know, you have a chance to be like this tree. This tree who's connected and has their foundation in God's Word. Right? But imagine if each and every one of us were like that. You know, imagine if each and every one of us were like that tree. You know, imagine what the church would look like if we were all these trees. You know, imagine if each and every one of us just meditated on God's Word. Right, what the Scripture says, day, day and night, we just meditate on it. And we go throughout our days and we're just thinking about God's Word. We read in the morning, we're just thinking about it. Right, imagine if each and every one of us in this room took the time to hide God's Word in our hearts. Right, imagine that. If we just took the time, right, and then we're able to kind of just rattle it off, one after the other. Right, kind of like earlier in the exercise. You know, imagine that. Imagine if each and every one of us took the time to make God's Word our foundation. Imagine what that would look like. You know, and, and verse 3 kind of tells us what that looks like. And so we don't really have to do much imagining here. It tells us what it looks like. And in, in, in verse 3, at the end of it, you know, we'll, we'll read the whole verse here. It says, That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. 
Whatever they do prospers. Right? It says, whatever they do prospers. You know, if every one of us is like that tree, right? And this is, this is kind of, uh, of God's system, right? And so it's saying, hey, if you're, if you're rooted in God's Word, right, everything you do just seems to work. Right? Whatever you do, it just seems to work. Right? I mean, we know those types of people. You know, we know those people who are close to God and everything they do just works. You know, when I became a true Christian, I studied the Bible, and one of the guys studying the Bible with me, his name was Derek. Right? I talk a lot about Derek because I'm really grateful for him, but he was just close to God. He was always reading his Bible. You know, and everything he did, it just worked. Everything. You know, he would be, and it was kind of like a little frustrating because it's like, man, everything you do works, but what about me? You know, he would, like, and I would try some of the things he did just growing up as a young Christian, right? And, and so I remember one time he, uh, he was hungry on campus, just hungry on campus. And he was like, man, I don't have any money. I can't pay for food. And so he prayed for God to give him food. That was his prayer, right? God, please give me food. He turned the corner from wherever he's walking on campus, turned the corner, and someone was handing out free hot dogs. Like, you know, and me, being a, being a young Christian, like, um, I'm going to be real with you, I was in, as a young Christian, I just got baptized. Fired about getting baptized, but my times with God weren't really consistent. You know, and I wasn't this person meditating day and night, right? You know, by the grace of God, I repented. You know what I'm saying? But, and so I would try this prayer, and it wasn't working for me. <laughs> You know, because I would be hungry all the time on campus and I would pray for food and it didn't happen. You know? But because Derek was so connected to God, whatever he did worked. You know, because we're connected to God, if, we're, if our foundation is in the Bible, you're following the pattern of His world. Right? Because this is how the world works. This is how God made the world. The Creator of the world, He made it in such a way that if you're, if you're connected to Him and you're in His Bible, whatever you do it will prosper. You know, and this doesn't, he doesn't just say this in Psalms. You know, Joshua, he tells Joshua, right? Joshua 1, he says, hey, be strong and courageous. Meditate on my word and you will be successful. Okay. And you read the book of Joshua, he's successful. Yeah. Right? Because he's rooted. His foundation is firm. You know, if we lay God's word as our foundation, we're going to be able to prosper. Yeah. You know, we're going to be successful in whatever we do. Because we receive His constant nourishment. And we're in our Bibles. You know, and, and, and because we're, we're receiving His constant nourishment, we're going to get stronger and stronger. Stronger and stronger. Because we have a firm foundation, our foundation gets stronger and stronger. God's going to be able to build us up. Right? This is our theme for the year. God's going to be, be able to build us up. Imagine how awesome it would look like at the end of the year. Because our foundation is so firm, how much God built us up. And how many victories we will have throughout the year because we're in our Word. And we're meditating on it day and night. You know, we'll look like this beautiful tree here described in this Scripture or, or one of those, those, these huge buildings we see. And when we see them, we're just in awe. Like, man, that's an awesome building. We'll be just like those buildings. You know, so in closing, I have just one kind of practical. One practical way we can kind of live this out. You know, and, and for some of us, this might be a challenge. Right? But I just want to encourage you guys to just meditate on God's Word. Just try it this week. Meditate on God's Word day and night. Amen. In the morning and at night. All right. All right, when you wake up and before you go to sleep. Just try it this week. I will. You know, I know for some of us it might be a sacrifice, right? But 
from reading the Bible, you'll see that God works. He blesses sacrifice. You know, people who sacrifice are usually the happiest ones. And so just see what happens. See what happens this week if you're meditating on God's Word, if you're, you're spending time in God's Word in the morning and at night. You know, and see how happy you'll become. See the blessings um, that you'll receive and see how much you'll prosper. You know, let's all make the decision today to make God's Word our foundation so that He can build us up. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father God, um, thank You so much for, for just being the God You are, Father. The God who wants a relationship with each and every one of us, Father. We're so grateful for Your Word, God. We are so grateful that You've given us the foundation for, for, for You to, to kind of take us and build on us, Father, to make us better people, to make us better men and women of You, Father. I pray that each and every one of us, we take this challenge. Right? We take this challenge to just meditate on Your Word each morning and each night this week, and we're able to sit back and just see how much we prosper. We're able to see how much or how happy we become just by spending time and laying a foundation in Your Word. Father, we love You so much, and we are so grateful for the God You are. In Your name I pray. Amen. Amen.